Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a good episode. I'm going to talk about this so-called court packing scheme that's come up, and I'm going to give you some information you probably don't have about the real court packing scheme that was done by the Republicans back in the 1860s and how it screwed us all and tell you basically how these constitutional conservatives, they just they just omit and lie endlessly to keep this government team ridiculous left-right game going. For people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer, practiced for more than 30 years, and I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer. I'm also a self-certified master practitioner. I've been that for almost 20 years now. I gave myself that title, and I'm pretty impressed by it. So if you need more than that, I, I don't know what you need. <laughs> okay, enough fooling around. Let's go ahead and get the show started. So I want to talk about this supposed court packing scheme that the Democrats are floating and that the, the so-called constitutional conservatives on radio are all up in arms about, oh, we're going to lose a republic and all this crap. They just, they, they don't tell people the truth. See, there's so many misconceptions about what the Supreme Court is or does or anything else. The idea that the Supreme Court, when it simply issues an opinion, now somehow becomes the law of the land that we all must follow. That alone is utterly ridiculous. But beyond that, this court packing concept is just so hypocritical and so outrageous that I wanted to bring a little bit of sanity to it and show you how badly it's been used in the past to manipulate things. And it was all done by the Republicans. <laughs> Everyone talks about these court packing schemes like the Democrats are out to ruin the Republic, the Constitutional Republic, and we have to represent it and oh, follow the law and all this stupid crap these guys act like they're supporting. They're not. They're not. And it all traces back to that civil war. See, one thing, it wasn't a civil war. In a civil war, two parties are trying to wrest control of the same government that's what a normal civil war is. Ours wasn't. That's not what ours was. One side just wanted to be left alone. They voted and left. That's all. They didn't start a war. They voted and left. Well, that wasn't good enough. The North had to insist that they stay in the Union. They had to keep everybody trapped in this outrageous governmental system. So it's never a civil war because the South wasn't trying to get control of Washington, D.C. and run the North. The North wanted to keep control of Washington, D.C. and force the South to do whatever the hell it wanted. And it doesn't matter what the war was about. It doesn't matter that it was supposedly about slavery. Lincoln himself made it clear that slavery was not driving that war. Keeping the Union together was. Well, you can't keep a voluntary Union together with a war. You can't. It's not possible. There's no logical way to do it. That's why the entire time, all of that period is taught in such a confusing fashion. But the real court packing scheme was not FDR. It wasn't. That's what you're hearing about now by these stupid constitutional conservatives on radio. And I have an audio clip that I, I don't know if I'm going to play it in this show or if play it in my Patreon or if I play it in another show. It depends on how much I get to in this show. But when the Civil War broke out in 1862, the government started issuing these useless greenbacks to pay for all the debt that they were throwing the people into in order to keep the voluntary union together. It's just everything about it is so insane. You've got a government killing other people in other states in order to maintain 
a union. Well, the union was already over. It was done. It's not a matter of maintaining the union. They voted to leave. They left. They formed their own country. You're not maintaining the union at that point. See, so everything about Lincoln, the way they love Lincoln, everybody loves Lincoln. He's on coins and they put him on the dollar bills. They put him on a gigantic Lincoln memorial. It's all this crap about freeing the slaves, freeing the slaves. He made it very clear if he could free the slaves, he would. If he could keep them all slaves and keep the union together, he would. If he could keep some of the slaves and and free some of them, he would. Only thing he cared about was keeping the union together. And the Emancipation Proclamation was just another scam, another fraud. It didn't free any of the slaves in any northern-controlled territory. (laughs) It's just everything about the thing is a complete fraud. So they're throwing people in this huge amount of debt in order to fight this totally and completely illegal war that makes complete nonsense of the idea of a voluntary union. And in 1862, they, they started issuing these garbage currency that's backed by nothing. Well, the Constitution says they can only issue gold and silver coin. That's it. That's what they can issue. But they ignore the Constitution. The Republicans ignore the Constitution. They were completely and totally in charge during this time, just overwhelming majorities. Lincoln himself was a Republican. So the Republicans are using that. And what they did is they changed the number of justices on the Supreme Court in 1863. They moved it up to 10 in order to make sure that whatever happened during the thing and all the unconstitutional shit they jammed through as legislation, would that the court would approve it. <laughs> and this is what I tell people all the time, that when government works together, these ideas, these independent branches and all these checks and balances, it's all made up. See, it's all just made up. There's no actual evidence for any of it. It's just something that's put into people's minds through government schooling, government education, government grants, all the nonsense that runs in media, which is loves big government because the government controls everything and government is the muscle to get everything done. So they jack it up to 10. Then in 1866, they, they lower it to 7. And then in 1869, they raised it again to 9. <laughs> so they changed the number three times. 1863, 1866, 1869. What do you think about that? Just think about that. Think how insane that is, that they pass these ridiculous greenbacks and then they pass these laws called legal tender laws. So people always want to complain about the Federal Reserve. Oh, the Federal Reserve is the heart of the problem. No, actually, the heart of the problem is legal tender laws. (laughs) The Federal Reserve wouldn't make any damn difference if there were no legal tender laws. Legal tender laws are what require that you accept the money that they issue, this garbage, this crap that's not worth anything. It's legal tender laws. Most people have never heard of them. But this giant, massive court packing scheme was all to keep this totally illegal, unconstitutional, insane so-called civil war, which wasn't even a civil war, moving. So what happens is that they pass this legal tender law that everybody knows is unconstitutional because it's a Fifth Amendment taking of your property. What it is is the Fifth Amendment requires that the government is not entitled to take your property without just compensation right? Without just compensation. Well, a note backed by nothing that's simply made up out of thin air is nothing. It's not just compensation. No one wants it. No one wants to accept it. Constitution says gold and silver. So they ignore the Constitution. The Republicans just ignore the Constitution. And they write this law that says that you must accept this made up script that we call money that you now must accept. Well, it's unconstitutional. It goes up. After the war, it finally gets there. So it takes years and years and years. So they operate the entire war under these greenbacks, making people accept it for years and years and years. case doesn't even get to the court until, I think, 1869 or 1870, when it finally gets up there. For seven or eight years, everybody is, is put under this 
incredible insanity of not just the war, but all this taking of property with this fake money that they make you take. And they have, they've shown that they'll just bring soldiers with guns out to kill you if you don't agree to do whatever they do. So it has nothing to do with consent. This country is not based in consent. It has nothing to do with it. It's just another fantasy that people are told. So the case gets up to the Supreme Court. What happens? The court rules five to three because at that time there were eight justices on the court because they weren't actually kicking them off. They were letting it go by attrition. All right. So it had gone up to 10, then it gone back down to seven. <laughs> and so they were losing the justices as it went in order to try to make sure they had the exact right kind of justices they want on there. And the court goes up and five to three, they say, no, it's unconstitutional. Obviously, it's unconstitutional. It's a taking. So you had three basically crooks on there writing this insanity that somehow justified it. Okay, so there you go. Well, what happened? Well, they knew that case was going up, right? They knew that it was in front of the court. The court was going to rule during 1869. And 1869 is when they took it from seven to nine because they knew they had some troublemakers on there. And that's why they lost five to three when it came out. But the very day that that decision came down, Ulysses S. Grant, the, the piece of crap, drunk murderer who'd killed all sorts of people and ran Sherman down through the South to murder more people, that guy appointed two new justices right then. On the very day the opinion came down, and they claim that he had no idea it had nothing to do with it. <laughs> think what a complete and total clown show this is that everybody's taught is some fantastic thing this is the kind of integrity that exists in the government the court so the very day they lose they nominate two new people to fill the seats on the way they've expanded it from seven to nine there were never even seven justices on there because the ten seven nine it never even got down to seven they moved it back up to nine just so they could bring their people in they'd get these new people in and the court agrees to hear the case again. In effect, takes two new cases up on these same legal tender laws. And a few months later, with the new people on the court, the thing gets reversed and they win five to four. <laughs> so now that they have nine, they win five to four. So they lost one on their side and they gained the two on the other side. And they, they flipped it from five to three to five to four all for them. That's how we got legal tender laws. That's the court packing scheme that nobody's ever taught about. Nobody's ever taught about this court packing scheme and what the real purpose of it was, was to shove these legal tender laws down your throat. And those legal tender laws are what allow the Federal Reserve to force you to take this garbage that is backed by nothing. Now, of course, in the beginning, the Federal Reserve was backed by money, and that's why there was, you know, silver dollar notes, and you could turn it in for silver and all these different things. But that's all gone, has been gone for almost 50 years now. It's just completely gone. It's worth nothing. It's just supposed full faith and credit of the United States government, which is just nothing. It's trillions and trillions in debt. This entire government runs on two things fraud and force. That's it. They trick everybody with this fraud, just these constitutional conservatives. They've never told you anything about this, but that's the Republicans that did all that. And that's leaving out the fact that they jammed the 14th Amendment through, which was never actually properly ratified. I did a whole show about it because the Republicans refused to seat any of the people from the South after the uh, war. They just refused to seat them. I remember there's a big uproar about Nancy Pelosi possibly maybe not seating someone who was, quote, duly elected. The Republicans refused to seat any of the people from the South, any of them. They just denied it. That's all constitutional, too. See, so the whole thing's a gigantic abuse, and it bothers me the way the 
guys get on radio and TV and they talk about how we're about to lose, oh, we're about to lose all these freedoms and all this stuff and the Democrats are doing it. These Republicans, they're horrible. They're horrible. The Democrats are horrible too. They're all, they all work together. It's team government against the people. That's all it is. It's not Republican versus Democrat, left versus right, socialist versus constitutional conservative. It's not. It's government versus the people. And everybody who continues to support the government continues to support a system that screws us. They don't want to face that fact because they know it will be painful to break the thing apart. That's all. It's, there's nothing else to it. The people who don't support breaking this entire fake country up, they are very selfish. They're choosing to protect their own little thing and to keep government pointing guns at everybody else so they can keep their little stuff together. And what bothers me about it, the reasons I'm not bothered as badly by liberals is because they're a lot more honest. The constitutional conservatives out in media, they're all a bunch of liars. That's all. They're just a bunch of liars. <laughs> they support all sorts of things. And this legal tender law is one of the most outrageous of all. And now that they're acting like the Joe Biden and the Democrats are going to wreck the republic and tear it limb from limb and do all these things that supposedly destroy the constitutional integrity and all, there is no constitutional integrity. It's all made up. See, it's all made up. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, legal man? <laughs> well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now let's get back to the show. There is no constitutional integrity. It's all made up. See, it's all made up. The Supreme Court is so grossly distorted by constitutional conservatives, it just boggles my mind. The idea that any group of free people would agree that there will be this star chamber of unknown quantity, as I've just showed you, that can just simply be manipulated anytime they want, that they will hear a single case that nobody knows what it might be, in the future, and that whatever kind of corrupt joke of an opinion they can cobble together will now be the, quote, law of the land, and we all must follow it. Who would agree to anything like that? What rational person would agree to a system like that? That's an honest question. Would you agree to it? Would you agree that I'm going to cobble together a star chamber of people who you have no idea who they are, and they're going to make a ruling, and when they rule, then you'll be bound, and everybody will always be bound for all times. Would you agree to that? Of course not. And so they act like they're only interpreting the law, but that's not the case, because it was shown in these legal tender cases is strictly a political body, and people believe it's just some kind of integrity legal body. It's not. It's all just Barnum Statement horseshit. 
but they ruled that it was unconstitutional. And then just literally a few months later, they flipped and said it is constitutional because they just changed the content of the court. (laughs) The idea that the court can make a ruling and bind you when you're not even a party to the case is asinine on its face. It's totally and completely asinine. But that's never brought up. They act like everybody's bound. The case has been heard. The court has ruled. So what? The court's ruled. Who cares? I'm not bound. As Andrew Jackson said, they've given their opinion. Now let them enforce it. It's not a binding opinion on everybody for all times. That's an illogical thing. The court itself needs subject matter jurisdiction and personal jurisdiction before it can even hear a case. Well, there's no personal jurisdiction over everybody in the country for all times. People who aren't even born aren't even here yet. It's idiotic. You're not represented. You don't get to object to the arguments. Nothing. It's not binding on everybody. It binds the parties to the case. That's it. The only reason there's a Supreme Court is because you got to have a way to settle a lawsuit. At some point, it comes to an end. That's it. You have a trial, you get an appeal, and maybe you get to heard by the Supreme Court. If so, that's it. Case is over. The case is dead. It's done. That's the final decision in that case. It doesn't mean that we're all bound for all times. That The only way to overturn it is to get three quarters of the states to agree to a constitutional amendment that takes years and years. None of that's true. See, all this checks and balances stuff is just a way to make sure that the people themselves they have no say in the matter and that the checks and balances are against you. They're against you just to make sure that the government itself can continue to grow. And anyone who doesn't believe that, who doesn't accept that reality, all they have to do is look and see what the situation is. The government constantly grows. It always has. And it always will. People say, oh, Trump reduced the government. No, he didn't. He did not. It's bigger now than it ever was. Whatever kinds of minimal so-called reductions are, they're temporary. They're not structural. They're not structural. He didn't get rid of any of the agencies. He didn't get rid of any of the departments. <laughs> he didn't fire tens of thousands of these useless government employees. He didn't do any of that. He jacked up the debt ungodly amount. He declared a national emergency. And of course, there's no such thing as a national emergency. I've told people this before. The word emergency is not in the Constitution. And there's nothing in the Constitution that gives the federal government any additional power because they declare an emergency. That's a made up thing. And of course, these decisions in the legal tender cases, they leaned heavily on this idea that there was a national emergency. Again, just a made up thing. They called them exigent circumstances. <laughs> See, these things are all just made up. Once the court rules, if you're told that it's the quote law of the land, what is your option? What is your option? You have no option. The best you can ever do is to hope that maybe you can get a majority to pass a law to then change the number to try to get somebody on the court that will then get another case to come up through the ranks to then overturn. I mean, this is absurd. This is not self-governance. This is not consent. This is not any of those things. But the brainwashing about what the Constitution is is so deep and both sides play their part. Constitutional conservatives pretend to be on the side of freedom, but they're not. If they were, then they would never, ever support this governmental structure we have, ever, because it's nothing but a tyranny. The only reason it's not a tyranny in their mind is because of a theoretical construct. All they ever talk about is a theoretical construct of what we should be living in, but we aren't living in it. What we live in is an incredible tyranny where they can tell us how much water can flush in our toilets where they can tell you that you have to wear a mask. A guy like Tony Fauci can be 80 years old and making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year with all these direct conflicts, and he just keeps running on and on. 
where you have to wait and find out whether or not a case goes in front of the Supreme Court. And then they just make a ruling. All these secret sort of uh, hearings they have inside the court where they sit and meet and talk about the case. Why aren't they all public? Why is all this stuff allowed to go on in secret? Why does it not have to be unanimous? How can you have a court that makes a ruling, it's not even unanimous, that supposedly binds the whole country? That makes no sense. People don't understand that there's, there's no number set in the Constitution. No number at all set in the Constitution for how many justices need to be on there. And there's no rules about what happens. The Supreme Court could say that if one justice finds in favor of it, and eight find against it, that they still find in favor of it. That all it takes is one justice in order to uphold it. They could have that rule. There's nothing in the Constitution that prevents that. They don't do it because then the sham would be so obvious. But why is this slim majority okay with people? Why is five to four okay with people? Why doesn't it have to be unanimous? If it's going to be the law of the land, (laughs) at minimum it needs to be unanimous. Because it all goes back to the same idea that somehow these simple majorities, 50.1%, oh, well, now you win and you get to do whatever the hell you want. And if you can get enough Supreme Court justices in there, then they can pass whatever they want. They say it's constitutional. See, saying something is constitutional is just a made-up thing. It's just a Barnum statement, a statement that sounds like it means something very specific, but it doesn't mean anything. It just means something different to everybody. And that's just the reality. And people don't want to accept that. If you can't see the scam that's going on after hearing this episode, then you're blind. You're just totally blind. If you can't see that the people in constitutional conservative movement are liars, they're lying to you. They're omitting all the key facts and acting like the liberals are the problem when the history is that the Republicans did the worst kind of court-packing scammery ever imaginable. Ten times worse than roping Joe Biden has pulled and all his dementia and all the other bullshit corruption All politics is corruption. To believe that politicians, any politician, has your interest is just delusional. It's delusional. (laughs) Uh, Once again, this sort of left-right nonsense going on about the court packing scheme is just another fake, another distraction. That's all. That's all it is. So... All right. Well, that's it. I don't have anything else to say about this uh, right now. I'll probably do some more on it, either in another episode or in Patreon. But for now, that's it. And if you like my show, you like someone who tells you the truth, then you can follow my show. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review. You can support my show. You know, if, put your money where your mouth is. If you want to hear programs like this, then support it. Go to my Patreon account and sign up. You know? I have extra shows in there. I have extra material in there. You get early access. You know, you get a lot of like-minded people in there. That's it for today's show. I hope everybody has a nice night of day wherever you are. Don't forget to tip your servers. Good night, everybody.